To the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your two usual, well, no, actually, you're joined by myself, Josh Hartley, and our guest this week is uh, Jacques Strap. Hello, Jacques. Hey, Jacques Strap. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Josh. How are you? Were you, did, were you thinking I didn't notice? I, I did think you didn't notice. I was, I was kind of, I was going to sit on it for a few more minutes and then maybe mention it, but. Uh... Clearly, you're, you're cannier than I give you credit for. There we go. There we go. How are you doing this week? I'm I'm quite tired. Uh, I've had a, a very busy week um, in in real life news, uh, as we like to do sometimes. Uh, I've, I've alluded <laughs> to the fact that I will be moving soon, and I am now actually moving. So hooray! Hey, not hooray. Mo- moving is horrible. <laughs> no, moving. No, hooray to finding a place. And- yes. Yeah, and it's, it's a nice place, isn't it? It is. It is a nice place. Um, th- this is interesting because this is the first time I've ever moved with furniture. So I've moved mm. many, many times. More than one person probably should move in their lifetime. Um, but this is the first time I've ever moved with not just like clothes and possessions, right? And I've actually got furniture and stuff. And normally, like, I've just had, like, friends chuck my TVs in cars and, you know, box up my books and chuck those in the back of a car and buy everyone pizza and, you know, jobs mm-hmm. are good. And can't really do that with furniture, especially when you live up, you know, four flights of stairs. That's not that's not fair to anyone. So I, I've been getting quotes from movers recently, yeah. uh, one of which you very kindly provided me with the details of. Um, and I hadn't appreciated how goddamn expensive it is. It's right. Well, if you think about it, though, right, it's going to be at least two guys. Right. No, no, and- no. I'm not criticizing it. I just want to. I want to get out ahead of it. It's, <laughs> it's my ignorance. It's not. I'm not saying these people are overcharging for a service. It's just that I'd never really given it thought, and I appreciate. Yeah. You know, it's it's two people working for several hours, heavy lifting, up and down stairs. You know, petrol, blah blah blah, insurance. I 100% get why it's expensive. I just never considered it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got like my first my first quote that I got in. I was like, "Holy crap, that is a lot." The quote I actually got from your company was was much better, uh, and I'm going to be getting another quote from a friend of a friend, which potentially might also come in lower with yeah. kind of a mates rates uh, situation. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that that was just something that kind of caught me off guard a little bit. I was like, "Holy hell, that is a." I'll say this though. I, I'll say that it is worth every damn penny. I yeah. am never, I am never moving my own stuff ever again. Like I'm always gonna. Yeah, I'm a big advocate of like. Do you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pay a professional to do a thing properly for me, rather than try and do it myself and make an ass of it. So, see, I'm on the opposite side of that because I'm, I, I was raised in a very much do it yourself you, you you were raised in lancashire i was raised in lancashire you know very working class like you know i i, I was fixing a toilet at the age of 15 like mm-hmm. l- true story like i fixed a toilet with a rubber band and some green stuff like uh yeah, there we go point. we brought it back to the hobby <laughs> yeah uh, uh when i was like 15 years old uh mm-hmm. you know the amount of things i've painted in my my mum's house like 
broken ornaments that I've had to repair and, you know, bits around the house that we've repaired with like milliput or, you know, uh, polyfiller and stuff like that. Like we're, we're very much a working class. Like you do it yourself, you save mm-hmm. the cost. The only time you get a professional in is if it's like, you know, you need like accredited people, you know, for like gas, right. electric, stuff like that. You know, <laughs> I'm not there with like a screwdriver and a plug, like I've got this. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a degree of sensibleness to it. But yeah, as I'm getting a little bit older, uh, and a little bit more middle class. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay a guy, and and also, you know, I, I'm not capable of lifting furniture up and downstairs. On well, yeah, th- I mean, this is the thing for me, right? It's like, um, I'm, I mean, I can, I can do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's gonna, if it's gonna take like two guys, like a fraction of the effort that it would take me, that that seems that makes sense in my head. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's it's. It's something that I've been like, do you know what? Like this is this is going to be someone's coming in for it, and I, I accepted mm-hmm. that long before I was even going to be be moving. So it's going to be a first for me. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of been my my week really. Like it's you forget how much there is to sort when you move, and I've not oh, moved yeah. for like four years, so I'm like, right, I need to sort bills, I need to sort internet services, I need to sort furniture, I need to sort this, that, that, and I'm like, Jesus, there is a lot to be done here. So I've kind of been slowly stripping things out of like my my week for for mm-hmm. the, the next few weeks like i won't do that and i won't do that and that gives me extra time and as you might be able to see behind me like things have started to be kind of pictures have been taken down off the wall mm-hmm. as i'm doing like the easy stuff that i can just kind of do like on my break at work and stuff so it's it's getting there so it's been it's been busy yeah uh, what about you um i have locked myself out of my house uh, f- uh for the first time within two weeks of moving in so, <laughs> um, what what happened was okay. right? It was bin day. Okay, and I was taking I was taking the recycling out because I'm a responsible citizen. Um, now, the, the recycling in my street is in an alley that is behind a gate, and the gate is like it's an arch. It's an archway basically. It's not an open street. So the gate closes the entire thing and there's no way of climbing over it or anything. And that gate has a Yale lock on, which locks automatically when it shuts. So I went out and I saw one of my neighbours for the first time. So we were saying hi and everything. And then it swings closed behind me. And uh, yeah, I'd left the front door locked because I didn't go through the front door. So yeah. So me, for seeing this event, Gave a spare key to my friend Dan. We'll phone him up, get him in town, grab the key, come back. Didn't check if the key worked. Key doesn't work. So, so, um, so I then basically had to go into my neighbour's yard and hop over the wall so that I could actually get back in. I'm surprised you didn't do that straight away. To be honest, that seems like the quick and accessible version of. Well, it did, I, I just thought, oh, well, Dan's got a key. I'll go get a key. Okay. Bear in mind, I'm like 10 minutes from town. Okay, so. fair enough. I thought it was a bit more of a trick for you. That's fair enough. Then. No, no. Uh, so, so yeah, that was... Um, so the protocol now is I unlock the front door whenever I'm going to take the bins out. So that way I can get back in if the same thing happens. Or take the key with you, right? Like or that, take the key with me. That would surely me. be an even better su- suggestion. Yes, than yes. Leaving your house vulnerable for five minutes. Yes. Uh, yes. Random question uh, that sort of relates to that. Have you ever had to kick a door in? 
I have not. No, I, I think I think it would be embarrassing if I was ever in that situation, though, because it just would be like, all right, there. It's actually, and then again. <laughs> it's and again. A, lot, a lot easier than like, at least I, I've done it once. So I was, it was years and years ago, and a, a girl I knew lived up the road from me at the time, and she phoned me up and she was like, "I've been." This was like small hours of the morning. She worked at a bar, so she'd come home from from working her shift, phoned mm-hmm. me up at like sort of half past twelve, one o'clock in the morning, and uh, said, "I'm locked out of my house." I was like, "What do you want me to do about it?" And she's like, "Can you come round and like kick the door in?" And I was like, "Uh." I, I, maybe I can try. So I kind of get get sorted out, walk up the road, go up to her flat. And like, she lives in like a little close. Uh, and like where she lived, it was like, mm. you, you went up a, a set of like stone stairs and then like mm-hmm. her door was right at the top of these stairs. So you had like maybe three or four foot between like her door and the top of the stairs. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like stood there and I'm like, if this goes wrong, I'm going to project myself down these stone stairs. <laughs> like, there's there's one one thing's going one way here. But you better the, make it count. Yeah. yeah. So that that may be added to the adrenaline of it. So I was as I've never kicked a door in. I have no idea what I'm doing. So I just sort of winged it. Um okay. just gave this door a boot and I was genuinely quite surprised at how easily I kicked this door in. Uh, I like the hey. lock burst off and that and this isn't like me being like you know it's not a humble brag like oh my god I'm, I'm super strong I was it's just more... going to say I bet you, bet you look merely macho though I felt you? it like it's one of yeah. the few I would say there's been like four or five times in my life <laughs> that I felt really macho and that was like that's in the in yeah. the list um, but yeah I was like Jesus that's that's scarily easy <laughs> I thought that I thought the trick was you're supposed to aim for where like the lock and latch is yeah, that's so, like the most vul- that's the thing keeping it closed. So that's the most vulnerable bit. Yeah, so that's it. I I sort of I wouldn't say I did a high kick, but I did kind of a mid kick to hit like the lock. I, I, I actually hit just underneath the lock, if memory serves. But you want to get kind of the the central mass where that is, mm-hmm. and then it's a bit like when you're punching something, you want to kind of punch through it. Punch you through don't it, want to yeah. punch at your extent. So like you kind of wanted to, you want to have it where as you're kicking the extent of your reach is that your door your foot is actually going to go through the door mm-hmm. um which is why I, I actually stood there like doing maths in my head nice, like, how, yeah. is, how is this going to work because uh, you know we're nerds that's what we do if we're going to have to be violent we're going to do it question for two questions okay first question why didn't she call a locksmith because it was half past one in the morning okay and that's that answers the second question of why didn't you suggest that because i had an option tw- to kick a door in <laughs> Yeah, that's true. they do. They do answer twenty four hours a day, locksmiths. They do, but I imagine she just like wanted to get in and, and like, yeah, and get, yeah, yeah. Get, so like, I think she went in and like she kind of um, put the chain on the the, the door because this was like a door that had a chain mm. on it, and kind of like barricaded it and then got it sorted in the morning, kind of thing. Okay. Um, I think it was just like you know I'm knackered from work. I just want to get in and get to bed. I don't want to faff around. Um, I think I actually, yeah, no, I stayed the night. I crashed on her sofa as well, just mm-hmm. to make sure she was she was okay. Um, but yeah, random, random question that just you you reminded me of because it's a weird, it's something you you don't prepare to have to kick a door in. Uh, <laughs> but when it comes to you, as it comes to all of us, <laughs> yes, know, yeah, you must accept the call to action. 
So, um, what else have I been up to? So, gaming-wise this week, there we go, 11 minutes in. Mm-hmm. We're, talking, we're talking about what the podcast is actually about. Um, I was at my first face-to-face pre-release since the pandemic Yay. for Magic the Gathering. It was awesome. I actually, I actually went, I'll say one and a half. I went to one on the, the I had to nip up to Glasgow for, to, basically to collect my things from the office. Because and what we things talk- did you collect, Josh, from the office? Um, I know it, this story, and I know how ridiculous it is. The, the, so I forgot what I had in there. So I was like, oh, well, I better go up if, in case there's anything important. Um, there was a, a photo of myself and some friends from school on a lovely holiday that we took for Tom's... Th- not this Tom, another Tom's 30th. Um, there is a paperweight with a picture of a dog wearing a cravat... Um, a bunch of phone chargers, a snippet from a Dilbert calendar that one of my work colleagues gave me and was pinned to my monitor. Um, there's a miscellaneous stationery and a load of things I threw in the bin. So there we go. And how much did you pay for your train ticket to Glasgow to get that? Now those look, things? come on, come on. <laughs> I think it's I think it's twenty seven. Twenty seven is the return fare now. Yeah, but I got to I got to see you. You did get to see me. I got and, to see you and, and, and I, think, I got to partake in Magic the Gathering as yeah, well. So. I, I think if we're being honest with each other, Josh, did you use the work thing as an excuse to come up to Glasgow to 100%, partake in, in Magic? One hundred percent. Come on. Like if I if I ever have to go up for a work thing going going forward, it, I'm using work as an excuse so that I can actually just see people and make a weekend of it. Yeah, no, um, that's fair. That's totally fair. No, that's good. And and yeah, you're right. You know, we got to we got to hang out in person, which we have not done a, a lot of over the last couple of years. For obviously, we reasons. watched Jungle Cruise. <laughs> I did watch Jungle Cruise, <laughs> which I enjoyed. It was, I was a good film. I was, I was talking to Ben about this on the phone earlier this evening. I was like. <laughs> Do you know what, Ben? It was a good romp. And he's like, you know, I watched it as well and I enjoyed it too. <laughs> like, the Rock's got a good screen presence. He does have a good screen presence. Like, he Sorry, is... Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I mean, he still goes by The Rock. It's, it's yeah. fine. Um, not that I'm like a personal friend of his. It's right. he, he said it's cool. He said it's all right. Yeah. Uh, I actually watched... So I watched Jungle Cruise with you on Saturday... And then on Sunday, I watched Red Notice, which is another uh, Dwayne <laughs> another Johnson Another Dwayne film. The Rock Johnson yeah. flick. So I had a wee, a, wee, uh, a wee rock weekend, which was quite nice. Uh, and we had a wee Domino's pizza together as well, which was yeah, always it was good. Nice. It wasn't a wee Domino's pizza at all. It no, was it, was, it was massive. That actually lasted me all the way until the end of Sunday. Nice. Because <laughs> I, I had... Can't... I can't hack the large Domino's anymore at all. Like, I, I got more than half, but then I was like, no. No, I can't. I did that very English thing of, oh, I couldn't possibly. <laughs> um, so we've got some stuff to talk about. Uh, some, some pretty we serious do. stuff. In, we do. In, in all fairness. Um, so do you want me to, to jump in with it? I, uh, Let's just go. Let's like, go for it. Give us the brief. So if you're, if you're at all uh, up to date with, with the hobby community, specifically the war, I mean, you may have seen this kind of pop up on Reddit and a few other uh, websites as well. Uh, for for point of reference, I'm drawing some of this information from Spiky Bits. Uh, mm-hmm. So basically, recently there was a bit of a, a controversy at a Warhammer Forty Thousand tournament in Spain. Uh, 
specifically uh, GT Talavera, uh, which I'm not going to try and say the name of the club because it's partially in Spanish, mixed with like Orkish from the looks of it, and it's just that's going to be a nightmare to try and pronounce. But what happened? I'll read their exact statement. Uh, well, a, a portion of their statement, and we can uh, we can discuss it from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is taken from the club's statement, uh, which was posted up on. Uh, the 17th of November on uh, Spiky Bits. So, it says, uh, During the second day of the tournament, one of the participants showed up wearing clothes with Nazi symbols. One of his opponents refused to play against him and demanded that we expel him from the tournament. Two members of the organisation, one of them a lawyer by profession, met alone with the player in Nazi clothing, exposing him the situation and our dissatisfaction with him showing the symbolism in this tournament. I imagine these aren't native English speakers, hence the, yeah, the yeah. word. Uh, the individual replied that he had no problem in playing against anyone and that he had behaved correctly throughout the tournament, but if he wanted to, ex- if we wanted to expel him, he would call the police himself. At this point, we want to emphasize that in Spain, it is not a crime to display Nazi symbols as long as it is not accompanied by criminal conduct. And I want to emphasize empathize that we do not believe that the law is fair or correct but that is how it is written instead if the organization expels to this person for his deplorable ideals uh, nazism in this case it is the organization that is committing a crime of ideological discrimination and it could perfectly denounce us and would have the law on its size at that moment we find ourselves tied hand and foot once reached that point, if any player does not play their game, the opponent automatically wins it 20-0. to zero. This is if they are on the bases. It is something very unpleasant, but in such a difficult situation, we believe that we had to follow the rules of the tournament and emphasise that the organisers were the most upset with the situation we were forced to take. They then go on uh, to sort of talk about how in future they're going to look at safeguards against this, rewrite um, the rules for the event, uh, yeah. and and sort of take some further policies to to put them put themselves in a position where uh, this isn't something that you know they're they're kind of forced to deal with uh, again. So I I kind of mentioned this to to Josh when we saw each other on Saturday yeah. uh, that I thought this would be a an interesting uh, topic of of conversation and also you know something that it's worth uh, talking about. So Josh, uh, I suppose. Uh, we'll, we'll get your thoughts on it first of all. What are your thoughts on... Uh... I, I, I know diddly squat about Spanish law, right? Mm-hmm. But what I, I will say is I am amazed that it would be illegal for them to expel someone for displaying Nazi symbology. Uh, I am... I'm, I'm taking... There's no photographs and there's no description of what said symbology is. There is a photograph. Oh, uh, okay. Is it a swastika? It is a stylized... Yes, it is. It's hard to describe it. It's it's like four swastikas put together to make a larger swastika. It's probably the best way I can describe it. I mean, I don't want to make light of this 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 discussion, but like, it, it's a Voltron swastika. A little bit, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, but I, right. So a, a pretty extreme and like clear. I'm a Nazi. Oh yeah, um, he's he's got like a, a it's either like a black jacket or a black hoodie. I can see like on the photo that's on Spiky Bits, there's like a bit of a red armband on the the left arm, 
and mm-hmm. then on like the the breast um where you'd have like you know your logo on your hoodie is this sort of uh red circle with a white uh ultron swastika inside of it yeah so my understanding of english law and scottish law um is that it in that context, like a tournament, particularly one that you're pe- presumably having to pay to, to enter, is a, effectively a private function and that you have, you have every right to expel someone without giving them any reason as to if you, don't, if you don't want that person there, they don't have to be there. It's only illegal if it's for, I think, what's the, the term over here? It's like uh, protected or sensitive um, boundaries things like if you're if you are expelling someone for race or for religion Mm -hmm. like that that's discrimination yeah i don't think fascism (laughs) is protected by well okay i won't be as alarmist i don't think political ideology Mm. is for so for example if uh, if i was a socialist protester and i rock up to the toy party conference they're well within their rights to you know expel me from the conference because they don't want me there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's illegal. I could be very wrong on that. And if there's anyone listening who is more qualified or knows more about uh, English and Scottish law, please let me know. I'm saying this to say I'm really surprised that it's against the law in Spain to expel someone from a function like a games tournament for being a Nazi. Yeah. So I, th- I think there's there's a couple of things that are worth taking into consideration on this and one thing that they do say which is is i think fair to say probably and and probably applies to this person is these types of people are professional provocateurs who know how perfectly how far they can tighten the rope i imagine that means like walk the uh, walk a thin line yeah uh, without having legal consequences for them yeah. in this case the person behaves correctly at all times leaving us without weapons to expel him by not having a criminal behavior the other thing i will say as well uh, which they do say, which I think you know, you do need to take into consideration. Uh, we're a group of friends who get together to carry out a tournament for others to enjoy without any profit to it. So you, you've got to bear in mind this isn't like a a professional organization of tournament yeah, runners. Okay. This is a, a group of this is a club. You know, it's a, a friend run club that is is putting on an event for for like minded in well, not in this case, but some like minded individuals uh, to come and have fun. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know you've got to you've got to kind of take it in in that context. Um, I mean, I feel for them. I really do. Like you know, they they've been put in a a horrible situation. Sure. Yeah. Uh, by by someone who is you know, whatever way you want to spin it. And and I said this to you on Saturday. You know, there's there's no way to spin Nazism as a good thing. You know, there's. No. You just wake up one day and just go, oh, I guess I'm evil now. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> give, give, me, give, me, give me my Doc Martin boots and my swastika uh, stickers. Yeah, you know. <laughs> like, there's, there's some ideologies out there and, and some political opinions, you know, whether, for me personally, you know, I, I'm, I'm certainly not conservative in my, my political leanings or, you know, I, I don't uh, subscribe to, like, uh, communism or anything like that. But I can at least objectively see what elements of those people might see appealing, mm-hmm. however self-serving they may be or, or otherwise. Uh, but in in this case, you know, this isn't 
this isn't something that's forgivable. And, and what I said to you is, you know, there's a reason why in every form of media, Nazis are the, the one of the go-to bad guys because yeah, it's, it's pretty it's much shoot- universally accepted. It's shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they are quite literally, you know, well, they're not quite literally, but they are low-hanging fruit in in every context when it comes to bad guys. Uh, literally, in some ways, I suppose. I uh, suppose uh, one thing one thing that this does highlight, and uh, y- you see often, well, all the time now for these sort of conventions and pu- clubs and public gatherings that they have some sort of constitution or code of conduct. Um, and I think this highlights, you know, why why it's important to have such a document because, you know, certainly I can appreciate why some people would think, well, that's a bit overkill, having a constitution for a gaming club. Well, this is an example as to why, because if they had written their constitution thoroughly, they would have thought, oh, we should probably include something about, you know, hate speech or being supportive of an ideology, uh, an ideology that, uh, you know, uh, perpetrates hate speech mm-hmm. as well. And then they could have gone, Haha, well, if you'd read paragraph 10, article A, get out. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, and and I think that's it's kind of telling that you know that because they are a small club, uh, they maybe just didn't have that that high that you know that that sort of uh, insight. Uh, yeah. And now in hindsight, can obviously do something about it. It's it, there's some relevant points as well that have have come up that kind of spiky bits have, have alluded to, um, and I think it's it's a fair point to make, you know as they say on the site it only takes one person or one event like this to ruin things on mass for a particular group hobby or venue and they've then got a tweet from uh from a, a, a chap called michael b Tager, uh about how you need to nip these things in the buds uh you know these guys come in they're always nice polite uh and you serve them because you don't want to cause a scene and then they become a regular and then after a while they bring a friend and that dude is cool and then they bring their friends and their friends bring their friends and they stop yep. being cool and then you realize oh shit this is a nazi bar now uh and it's too late because they're entrenched and if you have to kick them out they cause a problem so you have to shut them down and that's exactly it you know this isn't the kind of behavior that you can just turn a blind eye to and i think whoever he played against at that tournament you know i feel for them for having to be the person to that kind of had to, you know. Take I mean, action. kudos for that guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because it's, like, I mean, it, 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 it's intimidating. You know, if if you come across someone, I mean, they can be the the wormiest, you know, skinniest, you know, guy or girl in in the world. Mm-hmm. But you see someone who's publicly rocking uh, Nazi symbology, and you know, there's there's definitely something there that you're going to be at least slightly concerned about. I'd imagine. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's a really, really bad situation, but I think we, the reason we kind of said we, we wanted to talk about it because it, it's an interesting one, you know. How far can you kind of can can you go with these sorts of situations, you know? And, and we've talked about Nazis before, like in in war gaming, because you do have war games where Nazis exist, and we've spoke about this yeah. on, on previous episodes. You know, you can't have a a World War Two. So uh, someone game. has to be the Nazis in a World War Two game, yeah, right? Like, there's there's no getting away from that, and it's it's so tricky. Like on that side, I mean, this isn't a tricky situation. You know, this is a, no. a an idiot to to be kind, really. Uh, you know, who's just trying to anger people and is has intentionally gone in, you know, with these kinds of things loaded that he can. And I I don't know if that is Spanish law because, like yourself, I I don't know it, but. 
it certainly seems to be from what they're saying at the very least mm-hmm. but yeah you know I, I wouldn't actually feel comfortable running a Nazi army like I couldn't I couldn't do it if I played you know Second World War and it's the same yeah like, if you were playing something like bolt action you'd be you'd feel a bit funny yeah. like, playing the Germans I, that's, that's fair enough I get that yeah. I've never tried it to be honest um I knew people that played it. Um, yeah, I've I've seen a few of the books and things, um, and I, I think I mentioned to you. I I do think a lot of the the sensible ones do kind of downplay the Nazi element of it and and kind of have it just as like German infantry and you know German uh, special forces and stuff like which, that. Yeah, and, which is, is is a way around it. Sure, yeah, that's that's kind of the best you can you can do with it really. Uh, <laughs> can you imagine if like you've got like. You know how in like 40k you have like Marnius Calgar and special characters you can field and you've got like, <laughs> you know, Hitler no. and that as characters no, you can field. Just, well, like the final boss of Wolfenstein, Hitler and a mech. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, at least that's taken it to like a ridiculous, oh, you know, yeah. ridiculous element at the, at the very least um, to, to kind of add a degree of fantasy to it, I suppose. Um, but yeah, that, that was... Uh, that was a, a rough thing to hear about and I do you know I kind of feel for them being do you feel that in recent years there's been a rising trend of um, I mean this guy wasn't alt-right he was just right-right mm. but like the the alt-right in the sort of tabletop gaming community do you do you, uh, do you think that there's been more of that going on or I I think it's always been there like this, yeah. this is the thing and and I, I said this to you on when we spoke about this initially on Saturday. I think that this is almost reactionary. Um, the, there's a couple of things at play here. I think one one is that there's just more spaces for people like this to be vocal, mm-hmm. which is a terrible thing, uh, really. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm I'm all about freedom of speech, but hate speech is not included in that. And you know, it's there's just this you know you've got kind of the the darker corners of the internet and even like the not so dark corners yeah of the, the facebook you know, yeah. you, know <laughs> right. you get these people on facebook i mean i've stumbled accidentally across you know um basically nazi sympathizers and stuff <laughs> on the facebook's of people not that far removed from me you know these aren't yeah. people i know but they're people that know people that know people that i know you know so it's kind of like three degrees of separation mm-hmm. which is a bit concerning um, you want your Nazis to be at the Kevin Bacon. Yeah, you know, you really want a good Kevin sort of six degrees there, minimum. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want any degrees really, but if I have to, yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> let's be realistic. Yeah, hey. but you've so you've got obviously these kind of darker corners of the internet where they breed and and they kind of get their echo chambers together, mm-hmm. um, and then you've got them kind of seeping into like you know Facebook and and Reddit and Tumblr and things like that as well. And then you've got you know the provocateurs like this that turn up you know with with these uniforms and things on and and, and hoodies, uh, which I just think's deplorable really. I yeah. th- but I said to you, part of me kind of wonders if it's almost like a knee jerk reaction to the fact that the sort of uh, the left wing is becoming isn't becoming more prominent in gaming because I think it's al- always been there. But yeah. it's becoming more vocal and more. more... Oh, it's a, it's. A, I, I think like tabletop gaming has 
the community has been a pretty safe space yeah. for uh, for be certainly be like left leaning politics. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, Warhammer Forty Thousand is written as sort of a, like a, a, a satire of of right wing ideology, right? Yeah. So you, the the fact that that goes over some people's heads is another thing, and we could have a whole conversation about satire. But in recent years as well, it's been a, a a relatively safe community for people who are uh, part of the LGBTQ plus community as mm-hmm. well. Um, th- there's not enough diversity in in tabletop gaming at the moment, uh, but it's it's getting better for you know um, for that for that sort of thing. Yeah. So I yeah may- maybe there's a bit of a knee jerk reaction to that. Um, I think it's it's and and I I think this is terrible, but I think. You've got, you've got kind of three camps of of people. You've got sort of your your people who are very supportive of, you know, the the left wing aspects. Uh, you know, whether they're allies or, or part of it or just just generally supportive. Mm-hmm. You've got kind of your people who are in the middle, who don't mind. You know, they have they have no you know strong concern or political leanings either way. They're happy for just more people to be included in the hobby which i think is is as as good as not as good a mindset but it's, it's still a an, an inclusive mindset at the very least mm-hmm. and then you've got kind of your people who are maybe uncomfortable with it you know it's it's elements that maybe they aren't comfortable with for whatever reason yeah. and i think at the very far right of that you've obviously got these extremists uh mm-hmm. in, in in board game terms right um you you've got these extremists and i think they to a degree potentially latch on to those people and and i think there's maybe a degree of because they're uncomfortable they're being they're being sort of drawn into that and this is just assumption on my part and i i think that's potentially what it is i think it's just a it's a horrible horrible reaction um that just shouldn't be happening um yeah. and it, it i'll be honest it pisses me off like it mm-hmm. you know it, it's i don't want my hobby being associated no. with that that kind of ideology or those, those kind of politics. No, one yeah. one person wearing a Nazi hoodie is one person too many. Regardless mm-hmm. of of what the event rules were, I understand they were put in a tricky position, and, and I do feel for them. But I think just the fact that you've got someone there, and I think funnily enough, what you mentioned there about you know Warhammer Forty Thousand specifically is a satire of it, and they're obviously they've they've completely misread that from the looks of it. I probably assumed, think the Imperium of Man is awesome. Yeah, it's it's right. you know it's yeah. something to embody to. Um, yeah, it just it, it pees me off, and and you do see it. You know, you see these these quite deplorable people um, that that do re- represent an unfortunate element of our community that that we just don't want. You know, and and kudos to to that guy for for stepping up and and challenging on that, and yeah. kudos to the the club for at least admitting that it maybe wasn't the right action to take and and hopefully taking actions to to make sure that in the future if their hands were were as tied as they they claim that you know it won't happen again yeah and i I suppose that's how i was going to conclude it the way that we address this is by calling it out when you see it and just you know people talk about freedom of speech and i'm a firm believer of that but freedom of speech is not freedom of consequence no and you know the consequence of being a Nazi is that people don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. Uh, so we, we've just got to make sure that that consequence follows through. Well, this is this is the thing, right? I think 
there's there's a, a misconception. I'm going to get a little bit like political and, mm. and philosophical. Uh, that's not a word. <laughs> I made that up. Philosophical. Uh, philosophical. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it kind of ties into what you say there, right? Freedom of speech means that you you can say what you want, right? You you can speak your mind, all that jazz. That doesn't mean if you come up to me and call me every name under the sun and threaten, you know, my family, threaten my livelihood, I'm not going to punch you in the nose. Like, you can't <laughs> claim freedom of speech for that, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's where what this kind of thing is, you know, you can't go around spouting off uh, hate speech or wearing iconography of, you know, genocidal uh, cults, fundamentally. I mean, they're bigger than a cult, really. Um and just think everyone's going to be okay with it and be like, well, you know, I'm playing by your rules. So it's like, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter whether you're playing by the rules. You know, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, you're agreeing to play anyone. You are presenting a symbol of hate. There is no, no two ways about that. There's no, there's no spin on that that you're going to put, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's going to make it come off all right. Like, I remember the, this is going back a little bit, but you remember like the massive uh, controversy when, Prince Harry wore the the Nazi uniform oh, back yeah. in the day. Jeez. Like, uh, and and I mean that was for a Halloween event, which doesn't make it okay by any stretch of imagination. It was still a stupid, stupid thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, to to go to a public event, you know, and and brandish that kind of symbology, and you don't know who's going to be there. You know, you don't know who that's going to going to impact you know who that's going to offend i'm conscious about like i have t-shirts that have like swearing on them uh, usually with like uh asterisks and things you know covering up a lot of the words so it's not actually offensive but i won't wear those in places where i know there's going to be kids or you know if i'm traveling from like a to b i'll, I'll zip up my hoodie so that you know kids or or people that i don't know are going to be offended by and usually they're just like memes mm-hmm. and you know stupid things but i'm conscious of how I put myself out to the world just in that context, let alone wearing symbology of, of war criminals. Yeah. You know, it's just, it, it beggars it belief, really. Yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully this serves as an example to other event organizers and, uh, you know, go, going forward, we don't have to deal with more of this. I suspect that's probably naive to think that we'll never have to deal with this again. But, you know, it, as I said, call it out when you see it. And, uh, yeah. Just keep fighting just, a good fight on that one, really. Yeah. Do have... just, just, just love each other. Just be nice. Just don't be a dick. Yeah, <laughs> don't be a dick. That's it. Like, really. That's all it boils down to. So I do have a, a slightly more positive ending for the episode. Okay. Uh, yes. uh, so we have uh, very kindly been provided with a review copy uh, of the new Critical Role novel, uh, Kith and Kin, uh, by um, Tabletop Scotland uh, mm-hmm. and uh, D&D Scotland, uh, Dave Wright's uh, one of Dave Wright's many babies. Uh, one, of his, one of the many hats he wears. Yeah. Um, to review, uh, which we'll be doing uh, very soon. We'll be doing a special bonus episode uh, yep. where we'll be reviewing that. So that'll be coming out uh, within a week of this episode dropping. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, it'll be probably launching kind of midweek, end of week. Um, so do keep an eye out for that as well as our, our usual uh, scheduled episode. 
something a bit positive to look forward to. To uh, there we go, yeah. To to swallow your Nazi pill with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just to take the edge off. Um, so yeah, if you're if you're interested in hearing my thoughts on that, uh, I'm about fifty uh, percent of the way through it at the moment, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. And uh, on on the the flip side of uh, the right wing, uh, it's actually got some really good um, representation of like. Um, different characters from from different kind of backgrounds and uh and things so i'll, I'll kind of talk about those in the review as well there uh, we go so yeah something a bit positive Be to look forward to more like critical role and less like rando nazi in spain going to a 40k <laughs> tournament advice for life and on that note <laughs> i think that is all we have time for this week so as always guys Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, take care. Bye! Bye!